and welcome to What's the Takeaway podcast. We are so pleased that you're joining us, Julie, Danielle and myself Jacqueline, as we chat about faith, life and everything in between. Our prayer is that God shows you what's the takeaway he has for you on your journey with him through each episode. Hello and welcome to What's the Takeaway podcast. I'm Danielle. I'm Julie. And I'm Jacqueline. And before we get started, Julie is going to read us a beautiful verse from Ephesians chapter 6 on the armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. That was Amen. verses 10 to 18. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Amen. Jules. Thank you. I love the um, verse there about the, the fiery darts of the evil one. And mm-hmm. I think when we're talking about identity, as we covered in the last episode, he had lots of fiery darts Amen. for us. So we yeah. need to be ready for them. So yes. Back off, Satan. Episode <laughs> 24. That's Can you believe crazy. it? Should I, I high can't. five you? High five, high five, high five, high five, high five, high five, Graham. We did it. <laughs> Graham's shaking his head like Graham you goofballs. Graham has sat and listened to 24 of our recordings. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. three chatty women. <laughs> we love you, I'm Graham. so sorry. <laughs> He's like, stop mentioning Aye. my name. Um, so today we're going to look at our true identity and how to stand firm and what our true identity right, is. let's do it, girl. So I am coming to you again, ladies, with a question. Mm-hmm. If I say to finish the sentence, in Christ I am, Danielle. Oh. In Christ I am, oh, geez, Jacqueline, no warnings. Okay, in Christ I am loved. Oh, um, I was thinking about forgiveness and being, like our son's been washed away. Ah, okay, so forgiven, awesome. If you Google it, you will get so many in Christ I am this, this, this. Mm-hmm. And there was like screeds and screeds and screeds and screeds. Mm-hmm. I um, have a list for you as yeah. well. Yeah. And I, I was thinking, oh, yeah, we, 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 what, what do I copy? What do I paste? This is just. And then I came across one word In Christ I am significant. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've heard that before. I would never say that. No. No. I'm glad they did. Yeah. <laughs> So it, it really got me thinking because out of all these screeds, mm-hmm. that was the one that stopped me. Mm-hmm. In my day job, we talk about significant others, how important it is to a new mum to have a significant other round about her, the difference that a significant other can make in that early journey mm. of your life. Okay, So I think that's probably why this really stood out to me. Yeah, mm. Because when I seen it, all I could think is, I'm significant to God. Mm. Significant. Like, that is that kind of just, it blew my mind. I mean, maybe a bit more than what it should have, but mm-hmm. it really did make me stop and think that 
for me, these people I call significant others to the mums that I support, there's people they can't get through their life without. And mm. that's how God sees me. So I felt kind of special. Mm. And no matter what it is, whatever your answer is there, you mm-hmm. should feel special because that is what you are think. To God. Yeah, that's what you're thinking you are to God. Mm-hmm. So how do we get to the place where we truly believe and live out our identity in Christ? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the first step is knowing that we are chosen and that we are adopted into the family of God. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if you can read my nose, Danny. Mm-hmm. I can't see him, so I'm doing all right. <laughs> Jeopardy winner. <laughs> God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family to bring us bring us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. That's pretty amazing. We spoke about it in the last mm-hmm. one about how, you know, or one of our last <laughs> episodes about how God knew everything in advance. So in advance, he knew he was going to adopt us into our family. Romans 8.15 The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought you to your adoption to sonship and to him we cry, Abba, Father. I love that. You just if you just pause in the words, you know, adopted into his mm. sonship. Okay, or for us we'll say daughtership. <laughs> when I was looking into this, I came across a wee thing um about the legal the Roman legal practice of adoption. And it says, According to the Roman legal system, the person who was adopted into the family gained all legal rights of a legitimate son in a new family. He lost but he lost all rights, privileges and responsibilities to his old family. By becoming a member of the new family, he gained the rights of his new father's estate. And now he is equal to the other sons and daughters in his new family. He is the co- co-heir with them according to the law. He was regarded as a new person and a new life in the new family. Mm-hmm. That to me was just you know pretty amazing. That's what happens when we have been adopted into this family we are heirs mm. to heaven aren't we we are heirs to God as our father so mm. we get all the rights all our past sins transgressions everything has wiped away our old life has been wiped away mm. and in our new life that is where we should be living and when we think about adoption in this day and age we think about a family choosing to bring a child into their family to love them, to nurture them, to call them their own and to be their own. Mm. They don't or shouldn't, you know, be going, oh, you're adopted, you're adopted, you're adopted. Mm-hmm. It's you are part of our family now to provide a safe space. And this is what God's done for us through salvation. Once we accept Jesus Christ as our saviour, we can call God our Abba Father. And that, to me, is just amazing. A good parent wants the best for their child. Mm. They want to pour their love out on their child. And our Heavenly Father wants to lavish us with love. First John 3, 1, just to start um, the verse says, See what a great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called a child of God. And that is what we are. That's how the mm-hmm. verse ends. That is what we are. We are a child of God. Mm-hmm. 
So we could sit here all day quoting verses to prove that we're adopted and that we're chosen. But we don't actually, we don't have the time. But I would encourage you to go to the Bible and seek out the verses and write them down and hold tight to them. Mm-hmm. Because there is many, many mm-hmm. verses because God really, really wants us to know this truth. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pass over to Julie. Mm-hmm. And um, I have been in Colossians chapter 3. Um, the passage that is verses 1 to 10. I'm not going to read all 10 verses, but um, I'll read the first couple and then kind of summarise the rest. Um, so it says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above mm. where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. He goes on to list the things that we need to get rid of in our lives now that we are a new creation. And then verse 10 says, And have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge and the image of its creator. So you can go and read the, the verses in between. It just kind of lists a whole load of things that shouldn't be part of our character anymore. Mm. Um, but these verses talk about the transforming power of salvation you know, Christ's sacrifice means that our debt's being paid, like you were saying, Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. We're no longer a slave to sin because we we died to sin and have been raised to new life in Christ. And so we've put off our old nature and put on Christ and therefore we are hidden in Christ. Um, Galatians 2 verse 20 says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So it's all about him. It's all about what mm-hmm. he's done for us that um, we were covered in him, we're covered in that sacrifice that he made. So mm. that's what, where I went. Just made to think of that song there, um, You Are My Hiding Space, oh, You Always yeah. Fill My Heart With, with songs, songs of, of Deliverance, deliverance whenever, whenever I Am, am Afraid. afraid. <laughs> that I think, you know, that hidden in Christ is a real safe space, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like mm-hmm. the safest space that we can ever Amen. possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Amazing. Mm. Thank you, Julie. Danny, mm. as I'm going to come to you now, I remember, I'm sure you'll remember this, but years ago you taught at the women's ministry and you talked about us being the apple of our father's eyes. Mm. I was thinking about that previous episode, last episode uh-huh. or the one before. Mm-hmm. I was remembering that, about the apple um, of his eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a long time ago, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think it was. it was like before I took over the mm-hmm. women's ministry. I think it was a long, long time. Um, but any time I hear anybody say, oh, oh the apple, the apple of the father's eye, that's where my head goes mm, back to you yeah, teaching that at the time mm-hmm. because it was quite kind of profound like mm-hmm. to know that God sees us mm-hmm. as the apple. The centre. Yeah, the, the centre. We of are the eye. apple of his eye. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty phenomenal, isn't it? So can you take us a wee bit more through, mm-hmm. through identity? And- yeah, I'm going to give you a list of some things, but now I'm in deep thought because I absolutely love the words born again. Mm-hmm. I don't care who's offended by them. I love them because they are the most descriptive words of I was something before this mm-hmm. moment and now mm-hmm. I am no longer that. Mm-hmm. And some people take offense to that because they're so tied into that former identity that the idea of having to lay that identity down and mm-hmm. now create a new identity. Some people take pleasure. I took pleasure in the fact that what I was before, I don't have to any longer be. Mm-hmm. And I loved that now I have the power and the strength to not conform to my sin nature, but to fight my sin nature. Mm-hmm. Like I have the power of the Holy Spirit to do that because I didn't like my sin nature. I didn't like 
like the identity that I was previous to coming to Christ. So I think like it's so beautiful because the world is constantly searching for a way to be something other than what they are Mm -hmm. for so many reasons. One is I don't like myself. Another one could be I don't like what's happened to me. Like you were saying earlier, making that pain your identity Mm -hmm. or I don't like what I've become or how do I get rid of this burden on my back? Like like it's God has made it so simple, yet we complicate it. And I think that um, I just love the idea of being born again. Like even when people are cheeky about it and they're like, oh, you want them born again Christians? I'm like, you bet your bananas. And believe me, I wish you would understand what that really means, because I think we've made it into some weird like saying of some kind of strange. I don't know. It's just un unconceptualized by the world. They just don't get it. But once you are transformed, like you were talking about, was that in Galatians or Colossians? Colossians. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That And Paul redoes this theme constantly. Paul talks about in Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, like it's constant. And then he scolds the church in Corinthians because they're doing behaviors of the previous identity. Mm-hmm. And he's like, come on, guys, uh, take it off like clothes. Like mm-hmm. you just take that mm-hmm. stuff off. So one of the things I wanted to do was go through a list of some of the things that were called in scripture to kind of give us a greater idea of the things that that we are and we need to hear these things and this is why like so so I think one of you said like write these things down you know Mm -hmm. like memorize these things and some of these um these labels are like descriptions of what we are now these facts these are facts by the way these things that we are now we can kind of maybe share them on the Instagram Mm -hmm. so so because I don't have to give every single reference they'll be on the Instagram Mm -hmm. and then people can kind of go back and look up the reference themselves. But I'll start with just a list of a few things. And and when you're thinking about this, you can kind of see it in like, when we become born again, it's a new beginning. It's a restorative work. So the old things have passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. Mm -hmm. And some of those things we're instantaneously healed of. Mm -hmm. We're instantaneously, especially if you've lived a long life before salvation, um, those things that you carry with you have been washed away. You've been made new. So that the the labels that you gave yourself before, whether they be negative, whether mm-hmm. they be titles, whether they be roles, whether mm-hmm. they be pains and sufferings, those things have now, by the blood of Jesus, been washed away. And, and some of us can instantaneously feel that. Mm-hmm. But some of us need longer time. And as we go into our faith, um, the goal is to start realizing who we are in Christ and start transforming into that. And, and working towards that, you know. So let me give you a list of some of the things we are. So my favorite one, and this is the one that I always remember. This is the one I tell my children, and this is the one I tell my husband, that I am the value of Christ's life. So when we don't know what the value is of somebody, like it's very hard to put value on human life because we we mistreat it so poorly. Like we mistreat humans so poorly. Or we get so down on ourselves and then we think, what's the point? And the point is this, you are the value of Christ's life. Like, like you, you, you mean that much to God that he would give the one thing that he loves so much that he had never been separated before time to gain you back. <laughs> you are the value of Christ's life. And I think that's incredible. That's kind of powerful. That's like heavy. That, that is mm-hmm. like... Yeah, okay. Especially when you're sitting in a state of like worthlessness mm-hmm. and abuse or mm-hmm. trauma or anything like what you are the value of Christ's life. Mm-hmm. Like when you sit there and you go, you know, what's the point? Well, the point is this God loved you so much that the thing that he loved more than anything else, he put on a cross, sold, mm-hmm. and sacrificed for you so that you can now have a relationship mm-hmm. with him. You're the value, sorry, you're the value of Christ's life. The next one is I am born anew, I am God's child. 
I belong to God. These are all found in scripture, by the way. I have been justified, which is a legal term. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that stamp saying Mm -hmm. that um, your sins have been paid for, your mistakes have been paid for. I am Christ's friend, calls us a friend in John 15, 15. I am a citizen of heaven. I am chosen before the creation of the world. Mm -hmm. So before time even began, your name was upon his lips. I am holy and blameless, which is hard for some of us to in in being restored to realize that now we live a holy and blameless life. I am adopted as his child, which you were talking about, Jacqueline. Mm I am victorious. We forget that, don't we? Mm -hmm. Like we've already got victory. We're victorious. I am born again, 1 Peter 1.23. I am a new creation, 2 Corinthians. I am delivered. I am set free. I have been brought near to God through Christ's blood. I have peace, which we all need in a world that's chaos. I have access to the Father, which is in Ephesians and in Hebrews, by the way. I am a member of God's household. I am secure. I can approach God with freedom and confidence. I am complete in Him. I am alive with Christ. I am free from sin and death. I am far from oppression. I am holy and without blame. I now have the mind of Christ. That's in 1 Corinthians 2 and in Philippians 2. And I have the peace of God, which passes all understanding. I am a workmanship created in Christ. I am a new creature. I am a spirit being alive to God. These are, this goes on, doesn't it? I'm forgiven. I'm delivered. I'm redeemed. I'm rooted. I mean, I could go on forever. (laughs) I feel self-rooted. Rooted. And you know this kind of recording session that mm-hmm. we've been doing, I think we've spoke about rooted in the last four episodes. Mm-hmm. Almost as if there's mm-hmm. something there for us to really think about, think about, and mm-hmm. remember that you know where are we rooted way, in Christ? We're rooted and grounded in yeah. His Word. Mm-hmm. Goes back to that again. Yeah. We you know thinking from the Psalm till you know mm-hmm. you've shared a different verse as well in one of the other podcasts that we have to think that you know. This is coming up time and time again mm. because we have to remember that. And if we are rooted truly in Christ, then Satan can't, he can't shake us. He can't, no. we might shake us, but we will not fall over. No. Because, you know, we the roots know. are deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Awesome. Sorry, I just interrupted you there. No, that's all right. <laughs> so, in doing all that, I was taking a look at Ephesians. Mm-hmm. And we have time for that still? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I was taking a look at Ephesians, and I'm only going to speak, speak about it in a narrative sense, and then I might touch on some scriptures. But Ephesians is a really good book to go to to find out who we are in Christ because we talk about being adopted, being chosen, being mm-hmm. set apart, all these different things. But one of the things that is important to know about Ephesus is that Ephesus was very similar to the world now. There was so many false gods. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go to the Metropolitan Museum of um, of History in London, there's like a, a big room that you can go into and it's got all the idols lined up. Have you ever seen that? No. All no. the idols are lined up of what the, the world used to believe in before mm. before God. And it's the same. In, in Ephesus, there was a God to everybody. You know, there was a God to everyone. In Corinth, there was as well. And in verse 4 of Ephesians chapter 1, he tells us that we're chosen. In verse 5, like you were saying, Jacqueline, he tells us that we are adopted into a family. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to talk a little bit about that because that's where my bear bug comes in about church. Because to me, when you're adopted into the Christian family, that's church. Mm -hmm. That's your people. A church is not a building. A church, that goes back to when we saw Jesus Revolution and he said Mm -hmm. he made a real fine difference between Mm -hmm. the church as a group of people. It's not 
a building. Mm-hmm. And when you were saved into this community, so I talk a little bit about that in that podcast as well, is that we were born to be in community. And our first community is our mom when we're born. You know, we're mm-hmm. put on our chest, and that's our first beginning of being a part of a community. And I, I sort of kind of give analogy towards Christ. Like, the minute we get born again, we're immediately uh, attaching ourselves to Jesus, attaching ourselves to the Holy Spirit and God the Father, and we're in this community. But that community is bigger. You know, mm-hmm. it grows into um, this community of the church, the wider community. Mm-hmm. And it's important to realize that we need that community, not because of um, it's fulfilling. We don't do it because it's fulfilling. We do it because it's commanded, given, mm-hmm. and it's God's plan. Like mm-hmm. We have to submit to that. Mm-hmm. That's God's plan. I'm not going to church. Well, it's God's plan that you be part of a Christian family. So we need to remember that. And then in verse 6, he says this because it's pleasing to God and because we belong to Jesus. Actually, let me go look at that really quick because I actually like it how he says it rather than listening to me say it. See, so uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. This is why, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given to us in the one he loves. So the whole purpose was so that we can be brought closer to Christ in this community. And because it pleases God to do that. And if it pleases God, I should want to do what pleases God, Mm -hmm. right? And we belong to Jesus. In verse 7, he goes on to say that we're forgiven. And he goes on in this passage and he says, listen, this is all according to God's plan. This all happened because it's according to God's plan. And as a believer, do we not want to be part of the plan? Mm-hmm, you know, we mm-hmm. want to be part of the plan. We, he wants to invite you into that plan. And in the old, before Jesus Christ came, um, the chosen people were the Israelites. And these chosen people were meant to be an example to the world of God's love. And obviously it became really difficult. And a lot of times they had to sort of section themselves off to themselves as well to stay pure from the world. Mm-hmm. And now God has made this way to where Gentiles, us, the non-Jewish people, can be grafted into that family. And that was his plan. Like he wants everyone to be a part of that mm-hmm. family. And so he's made a way for that through Jesus. Jesus. And then Paul prays this incredible prayer that we might, in in chapter 1, verses 15 through 20, that we might experience God. And I love that um, it's important to God that we understand. So for this reason, in verse 15, chapter 1, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you what? The spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. So on this new born again journey, we need we need the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation. This will help us with our troubles in the world. This will help us with all the things we've been talking about in the last few podcasts so that you might know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart might be enlightened in order that you may know the hope for which you have been called, the riches that are in your inheritance and his holy people and his incomparable great power for us who believe that the power is the same as the mighty strength that exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand. I love that. The power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead has been granted to us that we might be able to experience God understand his wisdom. So we, we've been transformed. Mm-hmm. We've been mm-hmm. transformed and welcomed into something mm-hmm. that has totally gone above what we have already known. Mm-hmm. So we've known the life on this level, this human earthly level, and now 
we know spiritual life. Now mm-hmm. we've been awakened to this spiritual thing. You know, we were once dead in our sins and our trespasses, but now. So then he goes on and he says in chapter two, verses one through five, he says, as for you, you were dead. Oh, there it is right there. I was just <laughs> quoting that as you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you follow the ways of this world. So all of us had a way that we lived in this world, whatever that identity was, whatever the family was, whatever the way of the world was that we adopted, that was what we used to do. Okay. And who was the, who was the ruler of that world and the spirit of the air? It's the one who's at work with those who are disobedient. That's basically Satan. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of the flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in his mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions, is by grace you have been saved. So here we are born again. You were dead in that way. You know, and maybe some people go, I don't feel dead. I'm living my greatest life. You know, I'm putting it on Instagram. I'm putting it out there for the world to see. I'm living my mm-hmm. my best life. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that will be empty at some point. Mm-hmm. It may not be now, but there will be some point when that will come to an end. And you can't gratify the flesh anymore because you have thoroughly gratified all of it. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that way that you were, that's not who you are anymore. Mm-hmm. You're now that list that I said earlier. You're all those other things that I've said. And then he goes on in chapter 4. And in verse 1 through 7, he says, As a prisoner of the Lord, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble, which is very hard, and gentle. Be patient and bearing with one another in love. Mm -hmm. You talked about that, I think, in like episode 23 or something or 22 about how, you know, that person that really riles us up. Now, we're called to a body now. And that person that riles us up is a challenge to Mm -hmm. become a better version of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Do you know, I just want to say really quick, how many people jump ship from churches when something niggles them the wrong way? Mm-hmm. They don't look at that church as their community that they're called to, that they're a part of. It's just the minute things get tough, they jump ship. And I have been through really bad church experiences. As mm-hmm. I think maybe you guys could say as well you've had a couple of those and I didn't jump ship I waited and waited and waited until God said now's the time to go and we only went on advice of of spiritual leadership Mm -hmm. so when you're when you're having difficulty at something don't just jump ship wait patiently for God to show you and and be you know be alert to him in that circumstance so where was I now I got so carried away so verse three make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Now you can make every effort and things still can go bad, but you've made every effort, haven't you? So there is one body. So I love this. This is a couple ones we got here, right? One body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all and through all and in all. So what is he saying? He was saying, listen, guys, you part of a community now and you need to make the best of that community and you need to become more like me in that community and you need to be humble in that community and open to being a better version of yourself mm-hmm. and of Christ. And I think sometimes this becomes difficult because maybe the pastor has to make some 
harsh choices or say some harsh words or be corrective and you think, well, who do you think you are? The ground at the foot of the cross is level. Well, the role that he was given was by God mm-hmm. to be respected. So I think we need to remember humility. And that doesn't even have to be the pastor. That can be anybody. Just having that equality and that humility to come and grow. So verse 11 to verse 12 in chapter 4, it says... Let me see. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists. So here we talk about the roles. Just know those gifts, they are just gifts. They are not your identity. And I think this is where we have difficulty. Mm -hmm. People start going, oh, this is how I, this is my identity. This Mm -hmm. is who I am. No, that's just a role. You know, your identity was the chosen, the adopted, etc. And then verse 17 to 31 He says, so I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do. You can't live the way you used to live. In the futility of their thinking, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of their ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality as so to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you have learned. When you heard about Christ, you were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. So we we no longer are those identities that we gave ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are now these new identities. And in being restored to Christ, we we have to go through this process of change. Mm -hmm. And in that, we have to be able to look at that list of things that we are and say, okay, these are the things I am now. And I have to adapt my life to that. So Mm -hmm. what do I need to put off to make room for. It's like when Jesus, uh, the parable of Jesus, when he healed the, when he was trying to take the demons out of the pigs. Was that it? No, it, there was someone who was healing. And when he was healing them, they went away and more demons filled them. Mm-hmm. It's because they didn't fill themselves up. So mm-hmm. we can empty ourselves of all these things that we know our identities to be in the world, all the pain, all the suffering, all the labels. But if we don't fill ourselves up with God, the Holy Spirit, and what the Word says about us, we're not going to have a new identity. We're not going to mm-hmm. have the true identity that we were given in mm-hmm. Christ. So now we have this taking away the world, putting on the things of God. And then as we work our way through Ephesians, we realize this is done in community. It's done through the Holy Spirit. It's done through the Word. It's done through service. And then we get to the end where Julie read earlier about the armor. We got to wear that armor because Mm -hmm. you will need to be protected against what we said, the lies, Mm -hmm. the pain, the hurt, the past, the suffering, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. He will come at you in your head. He loves to come at you in your head through your eyes, taking your eyes off of Christ, taking your attention and giving it to something else. And like we said, those can be positive or negative things. But the prayer is that we we protect ourselves mm-hmm. and we we walk with this armor on so that we can be in the word of God, protected by the word of God. The word of God actually protects our heads. You know, it protects us from the lies mm-hmm. because every lie that Satan throws at you will be count will be counterfeited. And then the truth comes against it. And we go, oh, I don't have to listen to that anymore. I don't have to have to listen to what he says I am. That takes a long time, though, for some mm-hmm. people. And it's important to be patient because some people have some really deep struggles. I could go on forever, so I'm going to stop here. <laughs> okay, yeah, there's just, there's so much, isn't there? Mm-hmm. You can go on forever. Yeah, um, but that was really good. Thank you, Danny. It was a uh, whistle-stop tour of Ephesians. <laughs> <laughs> whistle-stop tour. That's a good, good way though. of putting it. Okay, 
Julie, do you have a takeaway? I think my takeaway kind of goes back to um, a previous episode mm. where we were talking about keeping our eyes fixed on him. Yeah. I think all these things come with, um, if we have our focus fixed on him, mm-hmm. then we'll be able to um, change and integrate this these new identities that we have in mm-hmm. Christ. Um, yeah, I think if our, if our focus is on Jesus then all these things are going to start to change in our lives. Um, we put off the old self and we put off the things from our previous way of living, mm-hmm. then we'll be able to to take on this new way of thinking, this new way of living, mm-hmm. um, if he's at the centre of how we move forward. Absolutely. Danny. Yeah, I think my takeaway is revolving around the idea of um, I think what you said in the last podcast as well about we're not our we're not our hurts, we're not our no. pains, we're not our sufferings. Um, because if we get caught up there, we won't be able to move forward and trust yeah. again. Because mm-hmm. it's important that we learn to trust people again, that we learn to live with people again. You know, and some of us have gone through really horrible things like divorce or, um, you know, just abuse of any kind. And and my heart would just say to you, like be healed of that. Like let God come in and heal you. And, and, you know, he is sorry that you had to go through it. He didn't want you to go through that. He, mm-hmm. that wasn't his ideal. You know, none of the suffering that I've gone through, you've gone through, wasn't the ideal, but it is in some senses the making of yeah. us mm-hmm. and it helps us to become who we really are supposed to be in him, our true mm-hmm. identity. Mm-hmm. And we put our trust in him and it's hard to trust God when you have been hurt, but it's all about keep walking forward one mm-hmm. step at a time mm-hmm. don't let the enemy take your future away from mm-hmm. you by keeping you stuck in your past yeah awesome mm-hmm. i think my takeaway is that god doesn't just say in the bible once that we're his child mm. or once who we are in him Amen. he says it again and again and again and again because he knows that we need the repetitiveness he knows mm-hmm. that we need that yeah, that yeah. assurance so for me it's just that you know if it's in there he wants us to know it. He wants mm-hmm. us to believe it. He wants us to love it. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's my Amen. that's my takeaway. Julie, would you like to pray for our listeners, yes, please? Lord, I pray that um that you would help us to just go away from um this conversation and this this episode's topic, just really thinking about all the things that you say about us when we become a Christian and we have that we're that new creation all the things that you have said that we are, what our new identity is. Um, you'd help us to to just think over those things and um, really take ownership of those those new titles and roles that, that you give us in salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, I pray that um, that idea of being hidden in Christ and being adopted and redeemed and forgiven and loved would just be very real to us. Yes. I pray that if it's something that we haven't really um, really thought about too much, that it would really sink in and really be something that we hold uh, dear in our hearts and that's that's precious to us, to know that, that you love us more than anyone ever could love us, mm-hmm. so much so that you gave the, your most precious thing up in order to have a relationship for us, yeah. which was your son Jesus. Um, and like Danny said, we our value is Christ's life and that is 
something that I don't think we could ever fully comprehend, Lord. It's so incredible. So I pray that um, you would help us to just remember that, never forget that, take it with us into whatever lies ahead of us this week. Um, that you would bless the ladies who are listening um, and, yeah, that you would bring us all back together to chat some more about your word and your love um, and, yeah, that you would just bless us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, ladies. I've really loved this topic. I've loved chatting about it. Um, And I'd just like to leave with, you know, to know who you are, you need to know whose you are. Mm -hmm. And that is that we are the daughters of the King. So our prayer is that you hold fast to that promise. And above all, just keep remembering it, that you are the daughter of the King. Mm -hmm. Till we meet again. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. so glad you joined us for this episode if you enjoyed spending time with us and think others would too please would you do us a favor like share and review the podcast also you can leave us a wee message of what your takeaway was from the episode this helps us get the message of god's goodness out to more people follow us on instagram facebook links and bio in the meantime may the lord bless you and protect you may the lord smile on you and be gracious to you may the lord show you his favor and give you his peace